You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Batuta News Bulletin. My name is Bruce Hitchcock and sitting across the desk from me today is Wendell Hussey. Yeah, thanks for joining us today from the heart of the Channel Country in Batuta, the jewel of the Diamantina Shire. Getting the news wrap started in other parts of the country though, Dell, and Melbourne was the scene of some big protests this week. Yeah, it was, Bruce. The nation's nut milk capital was shut down a couple of days ago when a band of vegans with no jobs to go to decided to stage a protest about meat consumption. The protesters, who blocked off one of the city's busiest intersections, began to have the wind taken out from their sails, however, after numerous activists began sporadically taking naps. Speaking exclusively to the advocate from the scene of the protest, Brunswick-based graphic designer Indigo Leaf explained that everything started fizzing out after everyone's iron deficiencies on the scene started getting the better of them. A lot of people in our movement are quite tech-dependent and didn't pack enough legumes or grains to get through the day. We're very white and very well-to-do, and we're not used to dealing with such external pressures like the April sun or having a clear address for an Uber Eats delivery. (sighs) And Nick Scolari, one of our loyal subscribers from Batuta Heights, pointed out to us in the comments section of that story that the vegans would have been far better off protesting out the front of a Bunnings on a Saturday morning if they really wanted to make a point about meat consumption. Mm, Interesting point. And the people of Melbourne who were hoping that the day of disruptions was only a one-off were shocked the following day when a large group of paleo protesters set up in the CBD to have their turn trying to force people to adhere to their lifestyle. The paleo diet, or caveman diet, as it is sometimes colloquially referred to, is a style of eating based on the sole or predominant consumption of foods presumed to have been available to humans during the Paleolithic era. While adherents to the paleo diet usually reserve their sense of entitlement for dinner parties at Italian restaurants that in no way cater to their dietary demands, it appears the previous day's vegan protests had instilled a sense of militarization within the movement. With fires burning and animal carcasses carved up in the middle of the CBD, a terrible start to the week for Melbourne city people got even worse. In some news from the great state of Queensland now, and we sat down with a couple of boomers from our town who planned a special little trip this year. Graham and Butterese, an ageing Batuta Grove couple, have recently returned home to our cosmopolitan desert community after a short holiday to the Great Barrier Reef. They both wanted to see the globe's largest living organism one last time before their generation, the most spoiled in human history, finally kills it. The couple said that while they were feeling somewhat guilty on behalf of their generation for the disgusting and embarrassing impact their petulant sense of self-worth has had on the environment, they were just glad to see it one last time before it's ruined forever. And in science news, a recent report by the Institute of Australian Nightclub Door Girls has found that 98% of people who put their hands up to be a contestant on Married at First Sight also used to rock a pink Moto Razor back in the day. The Motorola Razor, styled R-A-Z-R, pronounced Razor, was a series of mobile phones that has long been associated with consumers likely described as basic, shallow, and big on lip fillers. Because of its striking appearance and thin profile, it was initially marketed as an exclusive fashion phone. But within a year, its price had lowered and was wildly successful, selling over 50 million units to teenage fans of Paris Hilton by July 2006. The study also found that the majority of Nokia N-Gage owners now work for the MBN. And on the sporting front this week, in what comes as a shock to the people of Queensland, it has been confirmed that Victorian football exists in the state again. 
This confirmation comes after the Brisbane Lions managed to knock over Port Adelaide on the weekend to go 3-0 to start the season, making Victorian football relevant in the Sunshine State for the first time since early 2000s when the boys were winning them for fun. However, while not many are getting too ahead of themselves and entertaining the thought of another three-peat, Victorian football fans in rugby league country are enjoying the brief resurgence of the game. With a game against Essendon, AFL's equivalent of the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs tonight, fans of the Lions are hoping the ride continues for another few days at least. Well, let's enjoy it while it lasts, eh? Anyway, that's it for the News Bulletin this week. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast in order to get your fix of real, unfiltered and unwavering regional news. Until next week, I'm Bruce Hitchcock. And I'm Wendell Hussey.